1: Hey there, Brett Tremblay, CEO of Get Staffed Up And you are listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast
2: Run your law firm the right way, the right way. This is the Maximum lawyer, podcast. Maximum lawyer Podcast Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm Welcome to the show Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking.
3: And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy?
2: Well, I'm in my studio and you are in Tennessee. How about that?
3: Yes, I am. In just minutes, I was getting my setup put together and just minutes, right before we we're about to start recording, electricity goes up. So I activated my inner Jason cell and uh, did the whole relentless solution focus. And now I'm recording from my phone, got my AirPods going, so ready to go. Yeah, we're we are in Seaverville, Tennessee. I think that's how you say it. It's, uh, we went to Dollywood. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's storming like crazy outside. It's really cool looking. It's like we're in the middle of a storm. It's so cool.
2: I was wondering if you were going to go to any Civil War reenactments while there.
3: We have not done that, but we've we've done some hiking. We went to Dollywood. You teased me a little bit about going to Dollywood, but it was it was a lot of fun. We were joking, like there's gotta be like some sort of like business template for these types of parks. Like you, you gotta have the turkey legs, you gotta have the cotton candy, you gotta have like these like certain themed rides. Like there's gotta be a template that they use all across the country mm-hmm. for all of these different ones because it's it's the same stuff. It's, if you've been to Silver Dollar City or or uh, Worlds of Fun, Six Flags, it's it's all the same. It's all the same stuff. So what, what are you up to?
2: Oh, today's my day off, but we tried recording this episode last week and we had a little bit of a problem. So I'm happy to be here with both of you. Let's get to our guest. Brett, thanks so much for coming back to the show. I thought this was your third time coming. It's your second time, but you are the CEO of Get Staffed Up and we love talking to you and we love hearing about what's going on with your company and with your law practice. I know you've been practicing for a long time now. And I was surprised when I looked up the stats from the last time you were on that you were over 110 employees for get sept up. I'm sure by now it's much more than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. Um, we just had the Inc. five thousand reveal yesterday. And by the time this comes out, you know, I'm I'm sure the moratorium will be passed. So um in our first year of eligibility, we are actually number sixty seven in the entire country. So that is like way, way beyond. You know, I was hoping for like top two fifty, maybe top one fifty, but you know, to be top one hundred is is pretty amazing. Yeah, we've got you know more more people now that that we employ, and a lot more people we're helping. So it's been fun, and it just continues to to be something that's uh, bigger than we could have imagined.
3: That's incredible. That's really good. So congratulations on that. For those that don't know, tell us about Get Staffed Up and and what you all do, because not everybody's familiar, right? Not everybody listens to every single episode. Not everybody yeah, comes of to the course. conference. So. So let them know, you know, what it is that Get Stapped Up and does. And I'll, if you don't mind, kind of mix in the reason why you started Get Stepped Up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's a good point. And, and the reason I mentioned the Inc. 5000, just for like, they, if you're serving a lot of people, then you're doing something right, you know? And, and I think it, it's like, it's a, it's a credibility thing. It, it's not like, you know, we try to have a, a really cool company and one lawyer out there signs up with us. No, I mean, we... You know, we're, we're the leading virtual staffing company for law firms in the United States. And what we do is we place full-time employees in law firms. So, and it's not just, it's not just executive assistants, although that, that's a lot of what we do. It's uh, thinking about your traditional law firm org chart, your structure and thinking, all right, my next hire, do I really need that person to be in the U S right? Like your regular org chart, your legal secretaries. Your billing clerk, your billing staff, your receptionist, your intake person, client happiness coordinators, your marketing assistants, just just figuring out that there's a, a smarter way to hire right now just because it's so hard to find really good people in the U.S. that you can afford to pay so they can make a good living and so that you know, you're not having a lot of turnover because turnover really crushes small law firms, small businesses, etc., started, you know, I am a lawyer, have Have uh, a law firm here in, in Miami. We have 12 attorneys. I don't manage it day-to-day. That, that would be too much, you know, full day-to-day on, on two businesses. So I spend my time now and get staffed up. But started get staffed up because my business partner and I, also an attorney, we found a few offshore assistants ourselves. And we were like, this is just so good. And big companies have been doing this forever. Why aren't smaller businesses doing this. And so we said, let's do this for for smaller businesses, for not necessarily the mom and pops, right? And, you know, small and medium sized businesses. But, um, you know, and then it was like, let's pick a niche. Niches bring riches. We're lawyers. So let's serve the legal field. Let's tailor what we do to the legal field. And then, you know, that it just took off from there. And, and then it just kept growing so much that I ended up switching my time and my focus over to get staffed up
2: full time. So I've decided I'm not calling you Brett anymore. From now on, I'm calling you the doctor of staffing. So doctor, we need your help with a prognosis because yesterday Tyson and I had someone in the guild who has a very successful firm, but he's doing everything in the firm. Like literally everything goes through him. And it's not just a matter of being a bottleneck. Cash is good. Caseload's good. Teams seems pretty well built out, but he just needs a lot more support. What do you say to people who have the cash and are sitting on it because maybe it's a control issue or, or what are you seeing out there when you meet with different people?
1: So normally when we see growth, it's because of hiring. And a lot of people spend time on, we got to have a business plan and you got to, you know, if you need X amount of clients at X amount of dollars, then you get X amount of revenue. But really, and I, I use the restaurant analogy all the time. I'm sure I used it last time, but it's like, if you want to serve more people at your restaurant, that's the way you can get more revenue for your restaurant and, and make a cooler restaurant or or better dishes or whatever, right? You absolutely have to hire more chefs and more wait staff. You, You can't like, there's a certain amount of, of it's just, just math, right? Like you can physically only do so much. So if one guy or girl is truly still not even a bottleneck, but has figured out a way to create a decent law firm, you know, the question is what happens when that person wants to take a vacation? right? What happens when that person gets sick? You don't really have a business if the business owns you or requires you to be there. Apple runs without Tim Cook, right? Nike runs without Phil Knight. Again, these these are huge examples, but the restaurant should run without you. It shouldn't be, well, so-and-so's out sick today, so we have no one to cook the food. And it's harder to run and, and more stressful to run a business without resources and without human resources. And you know, I always tell people like, if you want to get more work done, that's the way to make more money. You need people to get the work. Of course, you need systems and, and technology. Analysis. You have to have people supporting you and stop doing the things that are preventing you from going further and better. There is the occasional person who's very organized, who ends up, you know, as a control freak, does a lot of things on their own. But when you start to peel the onion, I've never met them who also takes plentiful vacations and they're happy and they're really focused on what they want in life because the business has to have them or it won't run.
3: So when Jim was asking this question, it made me think of a few different people that um, have either tried to do to hire VAs or, or, or have thought about it. And I think about many of the times where people try to do this and they're really, really, really busy. And then it's not a successful relationship. So I'm curious where those failure points are. So where are those points of failure In that relationship, and then how does get stepped up help make sure that there's a smoother transition?
1: Yeah. So the (laughs) and and I hate to say this because like the the people I really like to help are the people making their first hire because I had such a hard time making my first hire as a lawyer. I didn't have Jim. I wasn't the guy who had everything figured out and I and I had money and I still wouldn't hire. I didn't have money. I hit my ceiling. I couldn't figure out what was going on, and I didn't want to hire. And I ignored the fact that even though I was my own assistant, like you don't have an assistant, you are an assistant, right? But it's hard because those people without like a benefit of a guild, right? Or a mastermind or coaching or something, they don't know how to work with their first employee. So it's like jumping on a bike that is not the right size for you because you don't know what the right size bike is. You've never ridden a bike before. You fall over the first time, and you're like, "Bikes are stupid. Bikes are not for me. How could and like this is just a joke. I'm gonna go back to everything." And and meanwhile, people are zipping by you on bikes all the time. So you see it with your own eyes that bikes work. They get you from A to B. They're faster. They could be fun. They could be you know racing. They could be you know uh, BMX. What whatever is all kinds of different types but you ignore it. You just put your blinders on it. Oh, that's stupid. Not for me. Yeah. It's frustrating because people usually don't give it their best. They don't realize that you fall down a lot on a bike when you're learning. And the same thing with hiring. We're dealing with humans. We're dealing with people. It's the toughest part about running a business. You think someone's great. And three months later, you know, they change and they don't work out. People show up day one and then they don't come back. That happens a lot less, you know, when, when someone else like us is doing all the recruiting for you. But You can't be so hard on yourself and just ignore the fact that you are responsible ultimately until you get more people and you have an HR person who's in charge of hiring and onboarding. It doesn't even have to be an HR person. I don't want to scare anybody, but of training that person, right? And you can do it very simply. And what we kind of coach people through at Get Staffed Up is, look, just write. let's keep it simple early on. Let's write down the seven to 10 tasks you want this person to do. First day, teach them how to do one. When you're teaching them through Zoom, record your screen so that you don't have to re-explain. Have them go back to the video. And if there's a question that's not in the video, at the end of the day, they come back to you. Do that for a few days. Day three or four, You know, add in the second thing. Record, give feedback for a few days, and just slowly over six to eight weeks, start putting more and more on their plate. You don't have to hit day one running. And, and, and I mean, you want to hit day one running, but you don't have to, to win the race on day one, right? You want to slowly get people in, And train them, and then over time, you're going to learn what is a better training method. You're going to learn how to save time. Your second one's going to be even better, and then you're going to start your third one. You're going to start to write down some training processes for your own law firm, and you're going to have those people chip in, right, and help of what would help them train better. You're going to have a collection of training videos. Then you're going to develop a new CRM, and things are going to change, right? There's, there's just no—you're never done. You're never going to be done in business with, with learning how to hire and do it the right way. So, yeah, I mean, it it happens, right? You see it all the time. But the bigger businesses have already learned the bike and gone through it and learned how to just get better and better at it. And now they're utilizing that tool to make their business
2: better. One of the great things about having smart people like you, Doctor, on the show is that Tyson and I get to ask questions that help us too, right? So I want to ask a question designed to help our firm. So our firm is growing quickly, not nearly as quickly as get staffed up, but we are in a fast growth mindset. I would love to hear a little bit about your system for bringing in more people rapidly because, and that's so much about like, where are you posting your jobs, but just like what's the internal mindset for the company as it's scaling so quickly? Well, First of all, I feel like a lot of, you know, I'm in Miami,
1: right? So a lot of our Latin clients, they, they say doctor anyway, right. That's like right? I, so I, I get
2: that. Yep. Yeah.
1: Right. You're an immigration. You, you probably get that maybe more than me. Okay. So I was too busy getting ready to make that joke. Um, that was a good you know, joke. No, no. It. Like
2: the, the mindset <laughs> around growth. It was a good joke. Yeah.
1: I mean, wow. The mindset is, is always like Tony Robbins says, 80% of the hang up in any business is the mindset of the owner. Mm-hmm. I would probably put that closer to 95%. Yep. All of us, we view the world through our own lens that we've created and that we like to sort of reinforce to make ourselves feel good. You know, the reason why people politically can't like find common ground is because it sucks to admit you're wrong. You're like, oh, my God, I've been living my life, for, you know, this way. And it's painful. And nobody wants to like, well, I'm wrong about this. and I'm wrong about this because you're always down on yourself. So you just look for, for ways to reinforce your beliefs. So we mostly go through life with our subconscious beliefs to protect us, right? To make us feel like we're right. And, and we don't analyze situations in a new in new ways, right? Developing that growth mindset is is like telling yourself you've been wrong if you haven't had it before. So the mindset is is tough. And you know what complicates it is the money. So for get staffed up, I mean, let's just be honest here. Like we have the ultimate advantage. If we need to staff up quickly, that's what we do anyway, right? And so so we're already just Putting, you know, recruiting—we we got a machine that's really incredible. And now we're doing, you know, training before we start placing people with our clients—not specific to your law firm, but specific to, you know, how to how to be on Zoom and how to be a good VA and and all of the soft skills, right? And so when you start to realize that for every ten employees that I have that are offshore, I can save two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in payroll that year annually, right? Now give or take that that's sometimes it's a little more, sometimes a little more. we're just round numbers here. Then you start to have the financial wherewithal to say, hey, that it, like that eases the pain, that helps my mindset, that helps my subconscious, which is designed to protect me, start to realize like I, I this is something I, I, I need to add people and I know it and now I can actually afford it. And I think it will also help you, I know it will also help you create more jobs domestically as, as you continue to grow. So it's not just replacing people, but it's like, you can't go farther or faster in a car without adding more horsepower. You can't get more work done without adding more horsepower, more bandwidth to your team. And you, you like having the right, surrounding yourself with the right type of people, Jim, you know, the, the right, again, I've, I've been such a huge proponent of masterminds for years. Get staffed up doesn't exist without a local mastermind that I'm in. You guys are doing something really cool. Being around other people that, that reinforce and that encourage that have been through it is like it starts to crack the armor that we've sort of developed to protect ourselves around staying safe and not having that, that ability to grow.
3: So it's interesting that $250,000 number, that doesn't even factor in things like equipment, right? I mean, so that's another component. If you add, let's say you added 10 new employees stateside. I mean, you're probably at a minimum talking about ten thousand dollars in equipment, right? If you add those people, so that's not even factoring those. But yeah. so I want to I want to ask you about culture, though. And and here's the thing: I, I don't really want to talk about the how you can plug and play, so you find the right person when when it comes to a VA. I don't really want to talk about that stuff because that is a thing you could do that if you want to. But how do you make sure that you when you do have the right person? How do you integrate them into your firm to make sure they're a part of that culture? Because there is that. And this is kind of sad to say, but there's that disposability factor that many people view VAs, right? They think, oh, Mm -hmm. I can just get rid of this person at any point. And I don't necessarily believe that that's the right way of viewing it. But I'm just curious your thoughts, your tips maybe on making sure maintaining that culture whenever you bring someone that's not stateside into your firm. Yeah.
1: It's a really good question and point, Tyson. I, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I know it's the wrong way to look at it too. And I don't love the term VA anymore because people think VA. I've heard this marketing lawyer go, oh, I have 100 VAs. Like, no, you don't. You have 100 people on Upwork that you can call on to utilize, which is fine. Good for you. There's still a place for project-based, quote-unquote, VAs for for different businesses, right? But we're talking about full-time employees, right? Like in our situation, we're the legal employer, but they are your full-time team member. And there's, you know, so many benefits that come along with that, but treat them like a, like a full part of your team, right? All your meetings, all of the the firm culture, you know, Zoom parties once per quarter. Um, Chats are a huge thing. So for both companies, we have different, like WhatsApp, for example, channels, right? One of them is for it, they're meme channels. So we have consistent memes. So when we, when we make a sale, we have a celebration meme, right? Uh, it's like, sometimes it's minions and sometimes it's other, just like fun things. And it says who the new client is, where they came from, you know, what number that puts us at. And then everybody like clicks, you know, like and all that. And we have the same thing for for like our HR team to, for office hours and answering questions, that type of communication, right? Getting out of an email and, and kind of bringing it to the forefront Really helps the people just sort of start to reinforce the core values and the type of culture we want, which is a fun type of culture and definitely your team meetings right zoom you you gotta have weekly team meetings I know that like to hear it and it it's not like bringing it to life because we're just talking about it, but we've got a full c suite mostly fractionals, but now we're we're hiring you know full time v p of operations v p of marketing v p of sales, and three of those. People have told us, you know, unsolicited that Get Stuffed Up has the best company culture of any company they've ever been around. And we're full 100% virtual. And so I will admit, with because my law firm, we've got 25, almost 30 domestic employees and about 15, you know, virtual. It is tougher because sometimes we want to do in-person events, right? But you have to mix in the virtual events and make sure that you're treating your team members, like team members, not like a disposable VA, because you're gonna get half-ass effort anyway and and part-time buy-in when you treat
2: them that way. Running your own practice can be scary. Whether you're worried about where the next case will come from, feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license, the stress can be overwhelming. We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity, focus, stability, and confidence. That eliminates the roller coaster of guilt ridden second guessing and mistake making to get you off that hamster wheel for good.
3: Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time is a step by step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game so you are prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want and we'll show you how to become a Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. Find out more by going to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash course.
2: You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Our guest today is Brett Tremblay. He's the doctor of staffing. Doctor, <laughs> let's talk about what the experience is like for a law firm that's going to go to work with Get Staffed Up. What does the first, say, 90 days look like?
1: Yeah. So we have what we call freedom process, right? We start with the decision-making call where, where you can ask all the questions you know galore you have, start to get familiar with the concepts. We Walk you through our process, and then you sign up with us electronically. Within a few days after that, we have what we call a, a great start planning call. So that's when we really dive deep in, into. It's no longer you asking us about how it works. Now it's hey, what position are you filling? Or, you don't have a traditional position. All right, well, what duties do you think you need this person to do? You know, how, what 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 technology do you use? Do you already have VoIP systems? Do you? You know, are, are you an Apple-based or Mac-based law firm? Do you use Teams? Do you use Zoom? We're just, we're just doing a real deep dive into learning more about the firm, the position, and what the duties are. In the background, we don't just recruit the, and then like it's like a lottery and, and give you somebody. We do a combination of, of mass recruiting. We take 8,000 applications per week and over a three-week process, we whittle that down to about 100 that we put through a full week of paid training and we're basically paying half those people to leave right we're saying like we'll pay you now if, if you want to leave but and if you don't graduate we'll still pay you because before we put somebody in front of our clients where we want to we want to vet them are, are they going to be professional or you know do they know how to do basic tasks etc so we're we're doing all the heavy lifting right for weeks and weeks So then we also have proprietary software, which is pretty accurate in terms of how that person is gonna perform in a specific role that we're using in our matchmaking process. So within about seven to 14 days, you start getting proposals in front of you. Like, hey, here's a profile videos and here's their uh, written materials. Do you wanna interview this person? Because it's ultimately the law firm's decision, right? That's our thumbs up process. First thumbs up, yes, I wanna interview this person. You know, no, I don't want to interview this person. Great. We give another one, another one. So we get a thumbs up, get our first thumbs up. And then it's, hey, let's set up the interview and we do the interview. And then do you like this person or not? And you can test them. You do all the things you would normally do in an interview. We've just done all the pre-qualifying. And so you should be getting really good candidates. No, you know what? My gut tells me I don't want to hire this person. Or, you know, eventually we get to a, yes, this person seems really great. Let's set a start date. We do another kind of kickoff call. Set the start date, talk through some onboarding activities, and then you're essentially, you know, Monday morning at 9 a.m. or Wednesday, wherever it is, they show up and, and they're ready to go and they're under your command, right? Whatever it is you're going to have them do in your law firm, there's no way for us to know thousands of law firms and, and what your procedures and processes are. So that's where what we we're talking about earlier comes into play of, okay, slowly bring, just like you would a normal employee, by the way, this is nothing different day one, day two, day three, start mixing some things in and start your training. That and, is, that's and, great. And I do want to point out one time, you know, somebody, and again, it's like, we're law firm owners, right? We see complaints on the side we have to deal with. It's pretty fascinating and get staffed up how few, because our team, man, we, we really hire the nicest people and we bend over backwards to take care of people. If we mess up, we apologize. You know, sometimes we're just not the right company for people and that's okay. It doesn't mean... You know, like people, again, they need to be right. So they tend to like, oh, well, this, this, and this. It's like, look, we just don't agree to do business. That's okay. But one comment was, you know, get staffed up it makes you make a quick decision. And I totally agree and totally disagree with that. We want a quick no. If any part of you thinks this is not the right hire, we want you to say so. And we're so happy to keep moving through the process until you find somebody great. But we don't want to slow... No, because then you just left someone who needs a job hanging for a week because you're, well, do I want to hire this person? Just keep saying no until you find that really great person
3: that you are you think you want to hire and then interview them. That's fantastic. That's really good stuff. I think that's a good spot to end right there, Brett. That's awesome. Before we start to wrap things up, if people want to reach out to Get Staffed Up and work with you all, how do they do it?
1: Yeah, so um, getstaffedup.com, a brand new website just came out, but it's still, you know, Work with us here. There's there's always a, a button within view that you can just click to schedule what I what I said earlier, decision making call. However, we have set up a landing page, get slash maxlaw, that um, that your listeners can go to. And just because they have an association with you, they will receive a, a little discount and getting started with us. And hopefully, you know, that works for you guys and, and the, the really cool group and community that you've built. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Before I get to my hack of the week, I did have one final follow-up question from our last show. And that is, I heard that your hand appeared on Better Call Saul. Is that right? You're your Famous. Famous. You
1: see that? I extended my hands just so they would be in the TV screen. And I got them in there, damn it. I got them in there.
2: Have you been enjoying the end of the series,
1: despite the fact that you didn't get your face on there? Not as much. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> As we're recording this, right? The series finale is next Monday. So it's going to be
2: a sad moment, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. All right. So for my hack of the week, a book, and there's various versions of it. It's an old, old, short little book. It's called As a Man Thinketh, and it's been updated. And I like to do the audio and the Kindle at the same time, but I made the mistake of I, I was ordering it on my phone, and my eyes aren't so good, so I ordered "As a Woman Thinketh" on the Kindle version, and then I got this updated version "As a Man Thinks." So nothing matched the original. So probably go back to the original, or listen to whichever version makes you happy. But the overall message of it—it's real short and concise. It's sort of like those books that David Nagel reads, like from the olden days, but just on mindset. You can. There's only like seven little chapters. It's. It was great. I just finished it. And I highly recommend it.
3: I like that. That's really good. Uh, it's funny. I've downloaded that book. I've not uh, listened to it, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. All right, Brett. You know the routine. We always ask our guests to give a tip or a hack of the week. What you got for us?
1: I will. Yeah, it's, it's a. It's a. I think it's a mindset hack, but it's the idea that your life won't change until you change how you spend your time. I presented at at, at the Max Con conference this year, right, guys? With with you on the OI 90 formula, I only had 20 minutes, right? And I liked the format, but I didn't have enough time. Like why, why, why it's so important. And like, you'll never get to hiring and to work on your business until you create safeguards around your time. You stop distractions, you use block scheduling, and you really focus on realizing you have the same amount of time as anyone else and you got to protect it and then use that time you're creating to take massive action towards success. So on the the landing page that I mentioned earlier, getstaffedup slash maxlaw, there's a a little free resource there on the OI90 once again.
3: Very good. I like it. So my tip of the week has to do, it's a a spin on what we've talked about before, where we talked about how you write down everything, every single thing you do in a week. This one's more related to hiring a new team member that may be virtual. I'm not calling them a virtual assistant. I'm stealing that out of Jim's (laughs) book. We we call our people team members, not not virtual assistants, yeah. based upon what good. what Jim does. So um, that's a good one. That's a tip within a tip. But identify those things throughout a week. Just do it for a week or even a day, and then you can pick out a bunch of little bit things that you're doing to then offload onto a different team member that may not be in the states. So that's an easy way of trying to easing your way into a virtual assistant. That if this is your first time doing it. So that is my tip of the week. Uh, make sure that if you are interested in get stepped up, go to get stepped up dot com forward slash max law to get that free money. It's, it's a discount. It's free money. Why not do it? So go do that. We've heard nothing but good things from Get Stepped Up. So it's just great to be you know, with you, you will have having you all uh, sponsor the conference was great. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, but thank you so much for coming on too. I, I I learned a lot just listening to this episode and being part of this episode. So uh, hopefully other people did too. So thank you so much, Brett.
1: Hey, I hope people listen to you guys because it's more expensive not to have an assistant than it is to have. Sure, an for wow. sure. Thanks, buddy. Thank you guys. Sure. Bye, guys.
3: Thanks, Brett. See, bud.
2: Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.